0: Hi, and thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jacqueline.
1: And I'm your host, Nicole. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist.
0: Well welcome back and thank you for joining us. Happy December. We thought today that we would do a different little type of podcast, something a little bit more in the festive mood. So we thought what we'd do is put together kind of a few picks that we thought you might enjoy reading over the holidays.
1: These are everything from kind of more wintry reads to more like festive Christmassy reads. We have a little bit of everything so we're hoping that one of the books that we've been enjoying might be something that you also can enjoy. So kind of go through, and I think we have a, a pretty good variety.
0: Yeah. So would you like to start off with your first pick of the season? Sure, I can start. Um, my picks are not very like festive in theme, but I'll start with one that does have a winter theme. It is called The Wolves of Winter by Tyrell Johnson. It's a post-apocalyptic novel set in the Yukon. Um, oh, gosh, this is sort of like I want to say. Oh, on Amazon it actually says it's like Hunger Games, like meets like many other things. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it is sort of like that. It doesn't have like the the government aspect that Hunger Games has, but um, it is post-apocalyptic. It's a very different take on post-apocalyptic, like for uh, stuff for settings. Uh, The main character's name is Lynn McBride, and there's a global catastrophe, obviously, and Lynn must navigate the challenges of survival in the harsh wilderness. Um, Some important plot points kind of include encounters with other survivors, struggles with the elements, and discovery of secrets. There's a very um, subtle romantic element. It's very subtle, though, and it would be considered a closed-door romance. And for those of you who don't know what an open-door romance is versus a closed-door romance, open-door romance is the uh, intimate scenes are described in detail. Closed-door romance is is more fade to black. Um, People who might enjoy this are... Readers who enjoy post-apocalyptic settings, survival stories, and character-driven narratives. Um, others who may enjoy this story are fans of adventure and outdoor themes. Oh,
1: that sounds so good! I remember you recommending that book a while ago, and I was intrigued by it then. And now, hearing more about it, I definitely want to add that to my like TBR list of like books to read because that sounds so good, especially like the whole like
0: kind of has a hunger game-esque element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually read it three times. in, and I, oh, it's wow. just Yeah, I just keep coming back to it like once a year, I'll give it a read. And another thing that's so cool about it is the author is somewhat local to my region. So I just thought that was kind of like a neat little, like it just made it even more intriguing to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, definitely. I know. Definitely. I agree. When you read something that's more local or even has like a character Who's kind of local or like mm-hmm. Canadian?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: like I don't know, brings you a little spark of joy. Yes. And speaking of Canadian characters, the first book that I was going to kind of discuss is called *The Christmas Wager* by Holly Cassidy, and it is a contemporary a holiday romance. So it is very much a festive Christmassy read. And the main character is Bella and she is originally from Canada. She's currently residing or looking in the novel, she resides in LA and she's a LA based real estate developer. And she's sent to a small town in Colorado to close the deal of like a Christmas store that is not doing as good as it used to. And so it was like, un- unfortunate circumstances, it has to be sold. Mm. And the second character is Jesse, who is the grandson of the store owner. And so it's a dual perspective. And there's like this immediate connection between the two of them when they see each other, but then they discover who each other are. And they're like, oh, we're." we're rivals, we're enemies, and it's, like, said several times throughout the books, we're, like, we're enemies, we can't like each other, kind of, like, (laughs) in their their own perspectives, so it's, like, you can tell they're very smitten with each other, but then they're, like, no, they're my enemy and stuff, and it's, like, this internal battle you get to, like, read about, being that you're in both perspectives, it's really cool. But they... They agree to this like Christmas wager because the small town that uh, the store is in, they have this annual Christmas games where they kind of do these really cheesy competitions that five teams compete and blah. It's just like, you know, that quintessential small town fun and games around Christmas time kind of thing. And Bella agrees to compete against Jesse and whoever wins then gets to kind of basically pick the price that the company is going to pay for the store. And so, as you can imagine, shenanigans ensue as they go about competing in these races. <laughs> and it's like a touch predictable, but I was actually pleasantly surprised that I didn't guess the ending. Because right from like, you know, three chapters and I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And like I was like, oh, okay a few other things popped up in there that I was not expecting. And that was a a nice little surprise.
0: Oh, I love that because it does sound kind of like, you know, like a Hallmark movie. So the fact that there's some kind of, yeah. (laughs) So the fact that there's some unexpected stuff that pops up is very lovely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like you recently sent me a TikTok of somebody being like dressing a guy dressing for a Hallmark movie. And at the end, he's like, it's like, corporate girl boss comes into small town where she meets a hunky man I'm like yes that is this book like you have a corporate girl boss you have the small town hunk um who's like oh she would never like me because I'm not some biz- business bro kind of thing and like all those elements that you get from Hallmark or like lifestyle movies they're in here yes it's cheesy but it's like the most palatable cheese ever. It's like Wonderful. cheese in the best way. So <laughs> I think if you are looking for that super kind of quirky, lighthearted kind of ro- like you know romance, then that is exactly what you're going to get. It is closed door. It's really lighthearted. There are a few elements that are a bit deeper uh, in regards to their backgrounds. Um, some like loss of family and some like estranged family plots. But that's like very, very subtle. It's not the main point. It's it's super quirky and light beats and just like all around a fun Christmas read.
0: It Actually, now I kind of want to read it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think it actually was at Costco. So I imagine it's going to be kind of a popular one this season yeah. because I'm pretty sure I saw it at Costco. Oh, that's so, great. It was
0: fun. <laughs> that sounds very, very, uh, yeah, lighthearted. It can be really nice, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you have some lighthearted recommendations because mine are, are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
1: like much of romance, as I said, but it's it's certainly not. It's like, I would describe it as like cinnamon. It's technically a spice, but like everyone can enjoy a little bit of cinnamon.
0: Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so moving on, I'm to my second pick of the year. Uh, Leaving Blythe River by Catherine Ryan Hyde. This is – so I only just discovered Catherine Ryan Hyde this year, <laughs> and she has quite a few novels out there, and I am so happy to have discovered another author whose writing I really enjoy. Her writing is very – I want to say it's not blunt, but it's blunt in the way of like – It's not pulling punches when describing kind of like the human condition. So it's very, very honest. Um, Yeah, and and there's just, but there's something about the way that she writes that's very warm. So it's, although it's very realistic or feels very realistic, there's also like a lot of warmth to her writing. Mm-hmm. um so this is a contemporary fiction novel and the main character is a teenager he's 17 years old and his name is Ethan Underwood it takes place it kind of starts in Manhattan where he and his family live but the majority of the story takes place in the Blythe River wilderness which coincidentally is actually a real place but <clears throat> pardon me but in this story I do believe that it is not connected to the actual Blythe River wilderness it's just the same name um, the mm-hmm. the place in the story seems to be like fictional and imaginary um, there was an exciting in the inciting event rather uh, Ethan experiences a life-changing event that prompts him to embark on a journey of self-discovery and we we kind of get to it right off the bat in the book. It's not a long book. It's just over 300 pages long, so it's a quick read. I read it in a, basically, I started it one evening and I finished it the next morning because it was really hard to put down. So the plot points, um, or like overall feel. So Ethan's connection to nature kind of like touches on that a little bit, or sort of his lack of connection to nature because he's from Manhattan. Um, (laughs) There's a, you know, the element of a strained relationship between he and his father. Uh, There's the pivotal incident that alters the course of Ethan's life. And then um, Ethan's journey to find himself and to come to terms with his past. And there's a lot of focus put on the relationships formed in this story. And, And they all kind of just like build uh, during Ethan's journey and they contribute to his overall growth. So regarding romance, this is not a romance. He's 17. um, So there's, there's, once you start reading the book, you'll see why there's sort of no romance, but there's some romantic elements, but they're sort of like happening with other people that we don't really know about, but we kind of like get a hint of it. Um. It focuses more on personal growth and relationships, <laughs> the story. And who would enjoy this? Well, readers who enjoy character-driven stories, themes of self-discovery and narratives set in scenic natural environments, fans of contemporary, contemporary fiction with emotional depth will like it. And there is a, a, a little bit of a survival aspect to it too. So if you're into that sort of thing, you might enjoy that as well.
1: Uh, and I, um, when you showed me this book, I looked it up and I noticed it was on Kindle Unlimited in, yes. in Canada, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Usually if it's in Canada, it's also in the States, but we don't always get the ones from the States. So mm-hmm. it is available on the Canadian Kindle Unlimited, mm-hmm. and I immediately downloaded it after mm-hmm. you shared it with me. I yes. haven't read it yet, but I was like, oh, this looks very intriguing.
0: Yeah. And I also wanted to mention that as of today, recording day, December fifteenth, twenty twenty three, quite a few of Catherine Ryan Hyde's books are on Kindle Unlimited. So if you nice. if you do delve into that and decide you like her writing, there's so much reading that you can do basically for free.
1: Oh, That is so awesome. I love it when you discover someone and then it's like you have access to all of uh, everything or like at least a good collection of their works because then you don't have to wait for it. It's just right there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And the next one, uh, the next book that I am going to talk about is also available on Kindle Unlimited in Canada. And I'm not sure I'm assuming the rest of this author's works are at least the rest of the series is. However, I'm not 100% sure I didn't check. So this particular story is, it's called Christmas at Green Oak by Marty Wingate, and it is a cozy holiday mystery. And the main character is Prue Parks, and she is a Texan living in the English countryside and an avid gardener, which isn't a super like main plot point in this book, because this is actually a novella and it is book 3.5 sorry, book 7.5 in a series called the Potting Shed Mystery Series. So I think the overall series has lots to do with gardening. So if you decide to read this book, and we're like, oh, this is really fun, and like right up my alley, then there are plenty more from her um, with this character that you can kind of check out if you're interested but this particular book as I said it's a novella it's only 52 pages so it's like I think the average read time is like one hour or like an hour and a half or something like that it's really really quick and it's just like this adorable little mystery Prue is tasked with making a traditional English Christmas dinner for the first time so being from Texas this isn't something she grew up with so it's like oh I need to you know accomplish this massive task um and she becomes very distracted when she meets this mysterious man who's selling plants at a christmas market and she's like determined to track this person down and there's like all this intrigue and mystery about who he is and it's just like <laughs> the most charming book i have ever read it is just so delightful and just so wholesome and just i don't know like a warm hug at christmas it is just so cute And there's absolutely nothing spicy about it. It is just wholesome to its core. And if you are somebody who's like, I really enjoy like a nice little cozy mystery or nice little Christmas read, but I have a million things on my plate and I just, you know, don't have time to get to an actual full book, then this could be the perfect way to just like cozy up, put the kids to bed on Christmas Eve, grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine And just settle in for an hour and just enjoy the, like, most Christmassy, whimsical story. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I know. It was just so cute. It was just the cutest. Aww. And, like, I think Prue's, like, in her 50s or something. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's very wholesome and super, super quick to read. So I thought it would be fun for anyone who just doesn't really have the time to get into a book but is, like, Mm -hmm. really missing that feeling of reading something over Christmas.
0: That's perfect, especially holidays. with yeah, well, especially with how busy everybody is over the holidays. That's like the perfect mm-hmm. little like nugget of reading <laughs> for the holidays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could just like picture somebody like reading this to their like grandparent or something as they like sit by the fire. <laughs> Aw. So nice. Yeah, and again, if you enjoyed it, then there's a whole bunch more. I think if you're really into gardening. I have a feeling you'd probably like this series. Wonderful.
0: My third and final recommendation is a really intense story. It is actually a memoir and it is a true story. So if you feel like reading something extreme and it's difficult to put down because you need to know how it turns out, It is called Touching the Void by Joe Simpson. And this is a book that's been out forever. And there's even a movie on it. And I think you can actually watch the movie on YouTube. But um, I would recommend reading the book because a lot of what happens in the story is inside of Joe's head, of course. Uh, So I think it's really important that if you're going to give it a go, give the book a go. Um, As I mentioned, it's a nonfiction. It's a memoir uh, adventure and survival are the main, uh, I would say survival is the main, um, focus of the story. The main character is Joe Simpson himself, and it's, it takes place in the Peruvian Andes, uh, particularly, um, Ciula Grande, I believe. I'm sorry if that pronunciation is terrible. Um, so, Joe and his climbing partner, Simon Yates, face a life-threatening situation during their ascent of Siula Grande. So, I'll just briefly go over without spoiling anything. Um, you know, there's the challenging ascent which of Ciola Grande, which is intense enough by itself, by Joe Simpson and Simon Yates. There's a harrowing incident that leads to a life-or-death situation, um, and then you're <laughs> You're going through, like, Joe and Simon as they grapple with these extreme circumstances and the decisions that have to be made. And then there's the incredible, almost inhuman journey of survival and endurance that Joe goes through, and the physical and emotional challenges faced by Joe in the aftermath. Of course, there's no romance, because this is not (laughs) that. (laughs) Um... So who would enjoy this? I, I don't know anyone who wouldn't, because really it is a story of, like, it's a story about the strength of human spirit, I feel, or at least it could be taken that way. Um, so readers who enjoy real-life adventure stories, tales of survival in extreme conditions, and narratives about human endurance, as well as fans of mountaineering and exploration may find this book particularly compelling.
1: That sounds so interesting and I know 100% my dad would love that. I'm like now thinking like oh that would be if it has an audiobook that would be the perfect Christmas gift for my dad. Mhm. I think I might have to look into if I can get that as an audiobook and somehow like send it to him. A I friend of mine is so
0: much. the person who recommended this book to me and I read it and I was floored by it and now I recommend it to everybody who reads. <laughs> mhm. Yeah,
1: no, it sounds so good. Yeah, like that one of those kind of like,
0: this is gonna change your perspective on something kind of book. Oh, it totally does. Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. Or it could have that effect. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Well, thank you for recommending that because I am definitely gonna go and look into that one for <laughs> a possible gift idea for my dad. <laughs> and then add it to my own list as well. My third recommendation is actually my favorite book I've read um, of this kind of like holiday themed books that I've read this year. It's called One Christmas Eve by Sherry Lowe, and it is a contemporary romance, a holiday romance. The three main characters are Eve, who is, uh, sorry, I'll go through the characters first. There's Eve, Helena, and Kathy. Eve is the granddaughter of Kathy and daughter of Helena. And therefore, Helena is the daughter of Kathy. So you have the three generations of women. And it's a really, really unique, I I think, maybe this is done a lot, but I've never come across this particular style before, uh, in that it's told from three perspectives, but the three perspectives are told in three different time periods. So Eve's perspective is told in 2023. Helena's perspective is told from 1993 and Kathy's perspective is told from 1968 and the entire book is written over the course of one day, not written, but like the the entire book depicts one day, which is Christmas Eve. So we get Christmas Eve from these three time periods from these three perspectives. Cool. Which I thought that was so cool. I I think that that's kind of Sherry Lowe's thing is to write books in one day, like, like that cover one day in time, right. like one point in time. And I don't know if she always does multiple, multiple perspectives, but I think like her thing is like to do things in one day. So it's always like one blank, blank, like one year after this, whatever. Right. And Eve ends up receiving some really, like in her perspective, 2023, she ends up receiving some like really shocking information that has... Like as the story progresses, the reader discovers how the past influence is the future and kind of impacts the lives of the women as like the story, as we go through like the different years. So it's like things that are happening in 1968 are impacting the storyline which is impacting the 2000 storyline and just the way that each of the different storylines are weaved together and how the readers get like more insight from one point in time from information they received from a separate perspective it's just so like beautifully done like you'll read something in say Eve's perspective and you'll be like oh my gosh but like back in Kathy's perspective, this happened, mm. could those things be linked? And then it's like, you continue reading in the story, oh, cool. the kind of like mystery mm-hmm. unfurls itself and kind of like these events. And it's just, I don't know, it's just the way everything is tied together. I was hooked. <laughs> like I normally take like, maybe 10-ish chapters for me to, like, get into a book. Sometimes it takes me almost to the end of a book before I'm like, oh, I actually like this book. (laughs) I, like, don't very easily DNF books because most books I, like, don't enjoy until at least the halfway point. Wow. I I know. It's probably – hopefully as I get into reading more, I'll find (laughs) books that, like, grab me. But this book, like, from chapter one, I was like, I'm intrigued. I must know. Cool. I really, really liked it. Oh, no, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Although this is set at Christmas, the benefit, and it benefits from like the whimsical Christmas atmosphere that you get, this story isn't like a Christmas story, in my opinion, like yeah, like it's Christmas Eve, that's when this is happening, but you could read this story at any point in the year and I think like thoroughly enjoy it. This is much more a story about like love and family and how the choices people make impact and have a lasting impact on the people who they love and- So it is classified as a romance, but like, I don't consider like when I think romance, this is not what I think of when I think of romance. Mm -hmm. It's a story about love, but it's not Mm -hmm. like about intimacy.
0: Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: And I think, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, there's two movies in particular that came to mind when I was reading this New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day. Have you seen either of those movies? They like are set from multiple perspectives. So Mm -hmm. it's like you go through one day at like New Year's Eve, you go through New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, same thing. But it's like a entourage of characters and you're seeing the story from all these different characters' perspectives. Mm -hmm. And then as the story progresses, you kind of see different characters whose story you're following kind of like merge and kind of connect with each other in some way like usually kind of a fleeting way and you're like Mm -hmm. oh hey that's a person from that storyline and they just bumped into this person yeah
0: or you'll like see them in the background of someone else's Mm -hmm. like yeah (laughs) yeah
1: or like I guess love actually is kind of like that as well yeah yeah so it's very much like that but it has that added depth because the storylines are from people in the same family so it's like you can see how those decisions are kind of like impacting this family unit. And so it's just like has so much heart. I just, I like cried so many times while reading this book, like out of joy, but also out of heartbreak. Like it's just a very sentimental and emotional and heartfelt story. So that's the kind of thing you enjoy reading is like those more sentimental stories Then I think that you would really like this. Or if you're just somebody who's kind of like that a bit of a busybody, a bit of you like to know family gossip, other people's family gossip. Then this has a lot of family gossip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh.
1: I do have an honorable mention. It's a book that I'm listening to on um, as an audio book. Oh, and sorry, um, the one I just talked about, One Christmas Day or sorry, One Christmas Eve. It is also available on Kindle Unlimited if you are so interested. Oh, in wonderful. Next. But for an honorable mention, I've been listening to an audiobook and I've really been enjoying it so far. I didn't finish it because I didn't want to rush to finish it. Like I could have rushed and kind of gotten it done while I was like getting ready and stuff. But I, it's the kind of book you don't want to rush through because it's a little bit more thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the kind of book you want to take your time with. It's called Hidden Z, a tale of the once and future Nutcracker by Gregory, sorry, Gregory McGuire. And he's also the author of Wicked, which is like the Broadway play that oh, I think Ariana okay. Grande is like going to star in or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> he's a, a quite famous uh, writer, I believe, but I had never heard of this particular story and it is a story of a Godfather Docimir from The Nutcracker. I don't hmm. know about you, but I was like obsessed with The Nutcracker when I was younger. It was like my favorite story as a oh, young cool. child. I would want to watch it over and over again. That was like my most like rewatched movie, I guess, when I was younger. And so I was intrigued to read or like listen to this story and it's a Christmas fantasy fairy tale like it's very much like a fantasy Mm -hmm. book it's based off of fairy tales and it's not it's like it takes the idea of the Nutcracker and looks at the grandfather Dossamir but from his like his origin story so it starts when he's a young boy and it's kind of the journey he takes to become the person we know him as in the Nutcracker. But if anyone is familiar with Maguire's work, he doesn't do, like, I think he started as a children's story, writer of children's stories, but like, he's very much like, this is an adult story. It is dark. It is twisted. Mm-hmm. It is not for children by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a little bit twisty, <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
0: I, would, I just think that quite a few uh, fairy tales are very, very, well, almost all of them are super dark. <laughs>
1: Yes. I think it really is like an ode to those original, t- like the, the stories that we know, like the Disney tales, it's yeah. like the original versions of those. Like that's kind yeah. of more what this is getting at. And throughout the book, there's actually a lot of references to old fables, such as like Cinderella, Hansel and Gretel, that kind of thing. And the Brothers are even mentioned, like cool. at the beginning, there's this old woman and like this person comes and visits her and like collects stories and it's like implied that it's one of the brothers Grimm collecting a story from her. But cool. yeah, if you are someone who like really loves a traditional folktale um, or if you just like really, really liked Nutcracker growing up and are interested to see like the backstory. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. And hopefully it continues to be as good as it, as good as it has been so far. No, oh, that's
0: great. Should we do a little recap? Just a little TLDR? My, my three recommendations were The Wolves of Winter by Tyrell Johnson, Leaving Blythe River by Katherine Ryan Hyde, and Touching the Void by Joe Simpson.
1: And my were it's going to scroll up so I don't get the authors wrong. The Christmas Wager by Holly Cassidy, Christmas at Green Oak by Marty Wingate, One Christmas Eve by Sherry Lowe, And as a bonus, Hidden Z, A Tale of the Once and Future Nutcracker by Gregory Maguire. Yeah, so those are our recommendations for if you are looking for something to kind of enjoy this season, cuddle up with a book, some tea, whatever you enjoy, and yeah, sink into one of these books. I think we've given enough options that pretty much anyone can find something they perhaps could fall in
0: love with I agree (laughs) well thank you for joining us and happy holidays happy reading and we will see you soon